1: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add on subscriptions. See Amazon.com/slash Amazon Prime for details.
2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, everybody's fired up. Hope you had a great weekend. We're down a man, down a Danette. seaton is off today, but Fritzy's here to more than make up for the back row loss. We're going to try. Thank you, Todd. Marvin, Celebrity Marvin. Marvin is leading the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. If Connecticut wins, Marvin wins. You're a celebrity. To who? I don't know. You're in the Celebrity Bracket Challenge, and right now you're in first place. I don't think you can lose. Uh, Jim Beheim is second. And then Seton O'Connor, he has uh, (laughs) UConn as well. So we could have Marvin and Seton as one-two in the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. Who knew you were a celebrity? Nobody. Nobody. Paulie's here as well. Yours truly, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. And this hour brought to you by Mercedes-Benz SUV. You want to take a test drive? Takes no time at all to set one up at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more, MBUSA.com. Dot com LSU wins the national championship first title in school history we asked this question when Kim Mulkey left Baylor to go to LSU and you uh, had uh, LSU changing their uh, coaches you know with football and then you had Kim Mulkey and were they going to win a national title be, uh, with football were they going to win one with women's college basketball and they brought in nine new players. And uh, she wins a title at LSU, certainly ahead of schedule there. Um, Connecticut rolls Miami. San Diego State comes back to beat Florida Atlantic. We'll talk about that coming up here in a moment. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. You can watch for free. And our radio affiliates were numbering 390 cities around America that carry this award-nominated program. Uh, Let's see. Who's going to be doing the poll question today? Oh, Todd's going to do the other. Okay. Do you have any idea what we're going to go with today?
3: We have a few. Paul, you had best game of the weekend, Iowa, South Carolina, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, LSU, Iowa was uh, one option.
2: All right, so the most entertaining game is what we're talking Mm -hmm. about here. Okay. All right. What else do you have? Uh,
3: We also had the sporting event I most enjoyed this weekend was women's Final Four and title game. John McEnroe, Michael Chang versus Andre Agassi, Andy Roddick, and Pickleball. That was an interesting watch. Mm -hmm. First weekend of MLB games, NBA action or other. Okay. Uh, Another one was, what's your excitement level for tonight's UConn-San Diego championship game? I'm so pumped. I'll have it on in the background and no thank you.
2: (laughs) OK, that feels like that's you imparting. That's your passive aggressive right <laughs> I'll there on the background on yeah. the middle. In the no, middle of thank one. you.
3: And we had LSU's Angel Risa taunting of Iowa's Caitlin Clark was poor sportsmanship or deserving. Good for her. Based all on right. some of Clark's other antics.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up here in a moment. And uh, I was mentioning, you know, when Brian Kelly went to LSU, that was a big deal. And we thought, all right, how long before he wins a national championship or competes for one? And then Kim Mulkey leaves Baylor to go to LSU and she ends up winning a national title. Yeah,
3: Marv? She hadn't even won a hard game yet. Oh, I see what you did nice there. Reference?
2: Yeah, she won most of them. I think they only lost two games this year and ended up winning the national title. All right, so we'll settle on a poll question. Your phone calls are always welcome, 877 dp show Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle the DP show. All right, let me address the uh, national title game coming up tonight. And a lot of times we look at the Blue Bloods, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA. Those four schools have combined for uh, 30 national titles. But over the last quarter century, Connecticut should be in that elite conversation. Huskies have won three titles. They, They did that with Jim Calhoun in the late 90s and 2000s. Then Kevin Ollie came in. Didn't last long, but he did win a title in 2014. And here you have Danny Hurley, who's there in the national title game. You could have... Three different coaches winning national titles at the same school since 1999. Has any co- or, or any school come close to winning that number of titles since 1999?
1: Yeah, Paul, I've got the list in front of me, and I'm pretty sure UConn is the leader. I think in the past 25 years, UConn has four national titles, likely five tonight. I've got Duke having three in the past 25 years. I got UNC having three. I got Michigan uh, two for Kansas, yeah. two for Florida. Uh, I think Nova's got one, but th- th- that's pretty much it. But it feels like when
2: Connecticut is really good, they're winning a championship. And when they're not, then they're not on the national landscape. And I think that's where they don't get lumped in with these other programs who it feels like year in and year out are always there, Sweet 16, Elite 8, competing for a national title. Connecticut, if you're going to... They're, they're spacing them out. They're very economical when it comes to winning national championships. But Danny Hurley's done a wonderful job, and this is the blueprint now. Hey, who do we have coming in? Let's go get some people. And Bruce Pearl, the Auburn head coach, brought up something interesting about what recruiting is now. And I would never spend any time recruiting a, a high school player. I mean, if you make a run at an elite player, great. I would wait until... Because what happens is you're probably recruiting when they're a junior or a sophomore. You're going to spend three years before you get them to go to your school, if you get them. And they're only going to be there maybe for one year. Why would I spend all of that time for maybe one year when I would wait for them to come in as a freshman or sophomore, see if they can establish themselves, and then I say, do you want to transfer here? And name, image, and likeness. You know, Congress is going to get involved in name, image, and likeness. That's because the NCAA screwed this up royally. They're asking for Congress to help out. Hey, you know, can we oversee this now? But right now, you're on the Autobahn. There's no speed limits here in college athletics. It's name, image, and likeness. And make no mistake about it, it's not, hey, um, we'll wait till you sign. Now we'll tell you about name, image, and likeness. This is, how much am I going to get? I mean, let's, let's put it in the uh, terminology of the athlete here. Would you go to a school and then say, let's talk about what my money is going to be? <laughs> it's not happening. But the NCAA now knows that, that this is widespread. For some reason, they were under the impression that only quarterbacks were going to get this, or maybe an elite basketball player. It's everybody. It's in the women's game. Caitlin Clark, she'll make more NIL than most college players will this year and next year. But NCAA is asking Congress to get involved in this. And these coaches now are looking at this saying, all right, how much money is in the treasure trove here? We'll we'll bring you in. We're going to give you this. Now, they always say this, "Uh, you know, you're not allowed to do that. Oh, okay, we won't. There's no paperwork here. All it is is all right. This is what we're going to give you. So the kid who went, the quarterback who went to Florida, and they were going to offer him, what, $12, $13 million? And then all of a sudden they backed off, and then he transferred. Do you think he went there going, "Uh, okay, when I sign, tell me what I'm going to make. But this is what college athletics is all about now. I mean, even Angel Reese, the star for LSU, transferred from Maryland where she was really good, and Maryland's a good program. This is what's happening now. And you see this in the men's game, and Connecticut benefited from that. LSU benefited from that, winning a national title for uh, the women's game. It's all about, come on in for a year or two. You know, Michigan Wolverines losing their two best players who are transferring.
3: I mean, this is what's happening now. Yeah, Marv? And imagine if you're a 20-point scorer at East Carolina. And you can go somewhere like, wait, I can be the the fifth starter on North Carolina or Duke or whatever and go there. And you're a junior and go there for your senior year. That's perfect because, one, they already know you're proven at a certain level and you could just add on to a really good team.
2: Well, Connecticut's trying to win its fifth national title. Duke with three, North Carolina three. So they have a combined six national titles since 1999. Give you an idea of. What Connecticut has done. Jim Beheim, the former Syracuse head coach, who was in the Celebrity Bracket Challenge, (laughs) is going to join us coming up in a little bit here. He's going to zoom in. Because I also want to talk to Coach about, this was a story that hasn't emerged yet, but it's going to. I think we're all under the impression that the one and done was going to be gone with the NBA. The NBA was going to allow you to come in after your high school, your senior season. We had talked about it. It was we were under the assumption it was going to happen where there's a new collective bargaining agreement. doesn't look like the one-and-done is uh, going away. It's going to stay for college basketball. I was surprised at that. So we'll talk to Bayheim about that as well. All right, now uh, LSU beating Iowa, and instead of focusing on that, most of the focus has been, at least social media, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese. Um, it wasn't a very good game. I thought the officials, you know, you didn't let them play. And, you know, this is both sides. I want to see the best players out there. Now, do you give them preferential treatment? Uh, Consciously, probably not. But I didn't want the officials to be the story, and they were. LSU was a better team. I thought Iowa was spent. They looked tired in the first half, but LSU hit shots. They have depth. Reese was in foul trouble, and those women hit some really big, big shots. They were physical with Caitlin Clark. I thought South Carolina was going to do that. LSU had better athletes out there. And Kim Mulkey, who at times was the sixth person on the floor for LSU, uh, the way she played, uh, her team certainly uh, reflected that. They were tough and uh, hit shots, and down the stretch, they dominated that game. Now, everybody, now you got a lot of people who just showed up. It's like... Hey, college basketball, now I'm an expert. Um, that Iowa kid, the white girl, looks really good. I like her. She shoots deep. And the ratings bear it out. I think that LSU was upset with the coverage of Caitlin Clark, not Caitlin Clark, because this has been building for two years. And LSU was like 30 and two this year. They were, I think, a, what, a three seed? And Angel Reese is a great player and they have great they have a really really talented team and we're the better team but the officials didn't let Iowa play the way Iowa normally does and part of that is due to LSU's defense but to make this about Angel Reese now would I spend the moments after winning a national title you know pointing to my ring finger to Caitlin Clark almost stalking her to say hey come on i want you to react to this Caitlin Clark never said anything about it. Even afterwards, she's like, "Hey, they were very very tough." Uh, I'm sure she's going to be bothered by this, but she talks she talks junk on the floor all the time and makes gestures. And for people to just show up and say, "Oh my god, did you see what she did?" Yeah. I mean, she was in her she was in her bag, as she said. "Hey, I'm in my moment here and I did that." They were upset because Caitlin Clark did that to a South Carolina player. I get it. But I'm not going re- to think about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. This was a win for college basketball, for women's college basketball, and it should be viewed that way. But would I spend that moment after I won a national title? In the game, I would do that. That's what I would do. I'd make the gesture in the game to her. Then it's back and forth, and you're having fun. It's competitive. And look, Caitlin Clark does that all the time. We found it cute. But then Angel Reese does it, and then we're going to vilify her. And I'm not going to do that today. You talk it, you, you have to accept it. I would do that when I played. I mean, I, was, I wanted you to know, and then when, it, when you turned it on me, hey, it's on me. I got to eat it. And that's, that's what happened here. You you know when you think about LSU or South Carolina all year long, ESPN was talking about Caitlin Clark in Iowa and showing the games. Well, they're probably thinking, what do we what do we get to do to get noticed here? South Carolina, defending champs. What do we get? We didn't. We're not getting noticed at all. We're being viewed as. Uh, You know, bouncers at a bar or whatever the descriptions were. So I understand the animosity here. And yes, does race play a role in this? It does. Certainly on social media. But for me, Angel Reese is a great player. Although she didn't have a great game. Her stats may look that way. She won because of her teammates. And that surprised me a little bit that she was that kind of in your face after the moment there. But This has been building up for a couple of years. These other programs are like, do we get noticed? You know, for years, Connecticut being in the backyard of ESPN got all the coverage. Paige Beckers goes down. Caitlin Clark steps up. Now all of a sudden you got a darling in college basketball. But don't lose sight of what we saw the last couple of games here or the entire tournament. Women's game is fun to watch. And the ratings were really good. Friday night's game had more people watching than the NBA All-Star game. There, You know, college basketball, and I go back to Nancy Lieberman, Cheryl Miller, Annie Donovan, uh, Annie Myers. I mean, a lot of great, 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 Cheryl Swoops. I mean, there's so many great players. And it's just the evolution there. And they are talking trash, but we're talking about them talking trash. That's what's interesting. Yeah, Marv.
3: Um, can we get Iowa? I mean, not Iowa, South Carolina. Iowa, South Carolina. But can we get Iowa LSU next year also? Tip-off classic. Sure.
2: They should have a double header.
3: Yeah. Iowa play South Carolina, then play LSU.
2: No, no, no. But they should have a men's game. You know, a lot of times they'll have a double header on an aircraft carrier. How about Iowa against LSU? Yeah, Paul.
1: The Iowa-South Carolina Final Four game on Friday night, in, comp- in comparison to the same game last year, was up 72% yeah.
2: year to year. And and look, it, it it's an anomaly here because you have Caitlin Clark, but she's back next year. And she's a spectacular player. She'll go down as one of the greatest players in college basketball history. Yes, Mark?
3: Can we get John Cena to make an appearance for that game also? Sure. Sure. For yeah. the you can't see me reference, yeah. it'd be amazing. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, He can ref.
2: But people who kind of came in at the very end of the season and all of a sudden they're an expert on college ba- women's college basketball, you got to watch how Caitlin Clark plays. And she's very demonstrative on the floor. Like, hey, hey can you hear? I can't hear you when I, you shoot a three and I'm going to make the, you know, can't see me. She did all of that stuff. And that rubbed some of these women the wrong way. That I have no problem if you're gonna talk trash, you gotta accept it. And that's what happened. At the end of the game, I was disappointed that she used that moment at the end of the game instead of during the game. But it's her title, it's her fallout. You know, she seemed fine with it. Said, This is who I am, man. There's more on the way. We'll take a break. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Everybody's got an opinion about this though. Everybody. We'll try to keep it civil here. All right, we'll try to. Man, social media was like, whoa, wait a minute. What just happened here? A lot of people using that as an agenda, not necessarily Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. They had other ideas there. All right, we'll take a break. Jim Bayheim will join us coming up in a little bit. Holly Rowe was on the sidelines for the national title game. The uh, great reporter for The Mothership will join us coming up. A little bit later on phone calls. We'll get to those operator Tyler standing by. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine to noon Eastern or six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick show at foxsportsradio.com, or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio radio app by searching F S R or stream
3: us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody game off.
1: Enter the Kingdom in IMAX now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Man, he's fallen on hard times. Jim Bayheim Hall of Fame head
2: coach, and now he's relegated to being in our bracket challenge, a celebrity bracket challenge. And right now, he's he's in second place, but uh, oh. he's got Duke winning it all. Whereas, Uh-oh. yeah, Marvin Prince, who never played basketball, never coached basketball, <laughs> and he is a uh, he's got UConn winning it all. And uh, he's
5: he's he's winning. Yes, he is.
2: Yes, he is. Sometimes you 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 can know too much about basketball. I think when you fill out these brackets, when you this say
5: this year it was really hard. Doesn't matter what you know. I'm surprised. i mean, there. Must what is there? Four people in this contest. Is that why I'm second? Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, you know, it's really this has been the craziest tournament. We now have balance. You know, we've said that for years, but then always there's a two number ones or three number ones in the finals. Not anymore. It's uh, it's really uh, equal platforms for everybody. And it might be a good thing, but I know one thing, I'd rather watch the women's teams play than the men's right now, watching uh, Caitlin Clark from Iowa. I mean, that. I think that was probably the most exciting player that I've seen in the final four in either tournament. Uh, in a long time, I, I, what an impressive player! You know, uh, rarely
2: do you have a great scorer who's the best passer in America as well. But
5: I mean, unbelievable what she did, and uh, you know, it's funny because I was coming back to the hotel. I walked in the hotel, and this little short guy comes up to me and says, "Great career and everything," and I realized it was the point guard from Kansas State, <laughs> and <laughs> he is small. I mean. They say 5'8". I'm not sure, but he was one of the best passers I've seen for a point guard. I mean, the imagination of his pass. But Caitlin Clark, she's an unbelievable kind of player. I had seen her a little bit during the year, but sometimes you think, well, can they do that in this tournament against, you know, South Carolina, against LSU? Amazing, amazing player. How do you – when you know
2: how a game is being called, because that game was – it felt like it was physical, but they were calling ticky-tack fouls. How do you, as a coach,
5: adjust? It's hard. I mean, the players have to adjust. You know, when they start calling things early, you know, as a as a coach, I really like it when they call stuff early and kind of get the physicality out of the game because I think we have too much of it. But I, I watch in the two games, you know – Caitlin Clark didn't really get any favors. I didn't think in the in the in the two games I saw. I mean, there was a lot of no calls that I thought were what was that. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, you just adjust and you play. And the officials don't decide the game. I mean, if it's the last play of a game, like in one game we saw, then then they can decide it. But over the course of the game, you're going to get those calls. Close.
2: UConn, when UConn is in a a Final Four championship game, UConn wins. So if we go back to 1999, you know, they win championships. But we somehow don't include them in with Kansas and Kentucky and Duke and UCLA. Why aren't they considered maybe a blue blood nationally?
5: Well, the one thing I know, Jim Calhoun is one of the best coaches I've ever coached against, and I've been lucky to coach against a lot. And I think he's hard to like. Sometimes the media doesn't like him. It's kind of like me; they don't like me. <laughs> you might a little bit, but the rest, you know. But I, I think because of that personality, I, I don't think Jim gets the credit. You have to understand, he won three at Connecticut. This is, you know, this was a Yankee Conference school before he took over. You know, to win at Kansas, to win at Duke, to win at Kentucky—it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy for anybody. But you got a, a heck of a lot better chance to get the kind of players you need at those schools to win. And so what Jim did and, you know, now what Danny's done, um, those are big-time coaching moves. This is not a blue bun, but they've made themselves into that. And and Jim didn't get nearly enough credit. When you ask somebody who are the best five coaches, Jim Calhoun's not mentioned. You know, you go Shashevsky, you go Self, you go – uh, you know, Roy Williams, you go, know, you go a lot of places. And Jim's not mentioned he is. I mean, he is one of the – he may be better, you know, than than those guys for what he did and where he did it. And uh, I don't think he's gotten the credit. When he got there, he won. And uh, it's it's not easy to do any of that stuff. And Danny has done an unbelievable job. Um, they clearly have the best team. And – uh you you know usually at this stage uh the best team will win sometimes the best team doesn't get here but usually at this stage the best team will win uh, i like san diego state they play hard they're really good defensively we played them 2 years ago same guys and they're much better much more physical but it'll be it'll be a, a mountain to climb for, for them to, to beat Connecticut.
2: We're talking to Jim Beheim, the former Syracuse head coach. I was wondering about this now, Coach. I heard Bruce Pearl talk about this. Why recruit that kid out of high school, spend a couple yes. of years, and maybe get him for one year? Why not just wait and do what UConn did, just bring in all these players? Even Kim Mulkey at LSU, bring in all these players.
5: Well, the success has been there with multiple teams. I'm not going to go through the list. I get in trouble when I do that. But the transfer portal, NIL, changed college basketball. You look at teams in our league, went from the bottom to the top in one year. And you get veterans, seniors, 23 years old. I don't care how good the freshmen are. And the other thing with bringing in freshmen, if you bring in three or four, they don't play a lot. Because they're freshmen, they're leaving. So you lose. It doesn't do you any good to play them because you lose them. So, I mean, we recruit freshmen. I think you should recruit freshmen, but you better have portal guys. Uh, and especially when you get down a spot or two, you have to plug somebody in those spots. It's not always that easy. I mean, remember, about eight, 600 of the 1,600 didn't get a scholarship in the portal. And about half the players that did get scholarships in the portal, over half did worse where they transferred to. So the mm. portal is not an automatic. It's you've got to get the right portal. It's just like you got to get the right freshman. You got to get the right portal guy who fits your program, who can, if he's moving up, you know, can move up. Some guys at lower level, they don't do so well when they move up to a higher level. So it's a tricky, difficult thing but it's what college basketball is now being in the NIL game and the transfer portal. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this, and there is no solution. You know, forget Congress. (laughs) They, you know, they're having trouble debating, you know, where they put the toilets down there, you know, some days. So we're not going to get a solution there. We have to find a solution. And there really isn't one because the players, Supreme Court players can get, whatever they want, whatever. You can't limit it. And the boosters are involved and agents are involved. So, hey, you're a young coach. You figure it out. Just like every other problem in the history of the sport, this is the biggest one that I've seen.
2: And you're out of it.
5: And and I'm out of it and not (laughs) unhappy about that. uh, Hey, did you see the NBA with this new agreement, collective
2: bargaining agreement? It looks like the one and done is – going to stay in college basketball.
5: Yeah, I I was everything. I don't listen to everything uh, that's supposed to happen. You know, Um, I don't think they want young players. I don't think they ever have, but uh, I think it's good for some guys just go, but I don't think it changes anything really. Um, You know, if you get the best freshmen, you know, they can play right away and you're okay. But there's a few of those. How many of those are there? Twenty, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's a small number, but you know we, we can't react to the NBA what they do. What we we have to figure out a way to. There's so many things that could happen. All these young guys that do go after a year, uh, you know, there should there used to be a mechanism where it was actually a rule was proposed. They don't make it. Let them come back to college, and it was well they got paid. Well, now everybody's getting paid. So, if a whole bunch of young guys go out, they see what happened, and, and there's a big number that see pretty quickly. Huh, I'm I'm going to have to play in East, you know, Bavaria someplace. Maybe I should go to college. Let them come back. That's a. Those are good players. Those are really good college players. Let's let them come back and go to college. I mean, it's it's something that was proposed in the past. Other sports have done it. I, I think it's something that could happen. But you know, now that I have nothing to do, I can think of all this stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you should go to Mike Krzyzewski. You should go to Roy Williams. You should go to some coaches that have right, been there right recently. Ask them for their input. You know, you have basketball committee members, and, and you know, they're, they're trying. I know a couple of guys. They're not basketball people. Talk to basketball people. You know, you get to seeding, it's okay to consider the whole season, for example, for getting in the tournament. I understand that. But if you're playing in November winning and you're playing in in March and losing four or five games in a row, you're not the high-seeded team. You're just not. You you can actually base your seeding on how a team's playing the last 10 games. You know, if you don't want to eliminate somebody from the tournament because they Lose six games, seven games out of ten. All right, I'll go with that. November's important, but when you come to see your team, it's how they're playing right now that's important. And I worry before Atlantic loses their tournament, they're not out. They're not in the tournament, and they um, they certainly were the should have won the other night, could have easily, and they wouldn't be here. And you look a couple of the NIT teams; they're really good. So there's so much balance now. It didn't it used to be. They used to say it's balanced, but then those teams were getting trying to get beat by 20 or 30. This is not the case anymore. Teams are good; they deserve a chance to play. It's easy to expand the tournament. You play it. You have a play-in site right now. He hasn't diluted the tournament. Helped the tournament. We got there through the play-in site yeah. one year. So you have three You Get another 12 teams in, just like that. And you do it at the site where the tournament is that weekend. Now the team that wins it, the two teams that win it, don't have to travel. They're right there. And it's easy, and you really pick up – I mean, there's always going to be somebody that could get in, but you'd get that, those NIT teams that were really good. you get them in the tournament. And it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't dilute anything because after one game, everybody that's not good is gone anyway. So it's something they should do, but we'll see what happens. But uh, the game is, is a great game. I mean, the, the balance is there, and that's good for fans, good for spectators. See that happen. My team can get there. Whoever thought two teams for Florida would be in the Final Four of yeah. years ago. Whoever thought Alabama would be good in basketball years ago. And anybody can. Anybody can get there. Uh, Blue Blood's still going to get through sometimes, but it's it's harder. It's harder now, for sure. I mean, you look at the top two, three teams in the country this year, Kansas, Purdue, they were really good. They couldn't get by a round or two. You know, it's, it's just the way college basketball is. I mean, when you're a number one seed before you won, you won your second game, then you start thinking about the tournament. You know, <laughs> it's not the case anymore. It looks like you're getting
2: more hair. I mean, you, you seem like you got better color. And, I mean, you know, I think
5: I think retirement's treating you well. It's, it's probably your eyes. You're probably getting a little older. That's open. true. That's you true. need a little better glasses. I think, you're, better. I
2: think your wife is praying that she gets worse eyesight then.
5: My wife is so happy today. She's going to see her number one son in Czech Republic today. She hasn't seen him in seven months. If it was me, she would not even be packed yet. She wouldn't even be. We're ready to go to the airport like four hours ahead of time. She's going to see Jimmy. You know, if it was me over there, she would probably be sending me a letter <laughs> or something. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm not sure if she'd do that. But hey, you know, I had an unbelievable run. Uh, I, I never thought it would happen. It's just like you. You never thought you'd be doing this. Great things for so long. You thought you'd be pumping gas or something. I know that. But anyway.
2: Well, you know. hopefully, I never fall prey to the uh, The only thing I'm doing is a celebrity bracket challenge on a radio show. So if I get that low, then. Hey,
5: I've been offered four jobs in the media since. Have you really? In, in four weeks. So how tough can it be? How tough can it be? I've never worked in the media. I've never aspired oh, to. Well, you've work worked
2: in the media.
5: on the media. Well, I. I actually like the media. Just there might be a couple, but other than that, I enjoy the media. I always have, and it can't be that hard. If no, it's not trying to hire me. I it's mean, not. holy cow! <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they're hiring you for eye candy. I think that's what it is. Okay.
5: Look at look at the face. Oh, so. I know.
2: Oh, don't I know? Oh, uh, hey, uh, safe travels there, and uh, it'll
5: probably be radio. That way, they don't. Yes. Have to look. Yes.
2: Yeah. I've made a career out of it. Uh, coach, uh, safe travels.
5: Thank you. All appreciate
2: right. It. That's uh, Jim Beheim. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that
2: And you will not believe where
0: he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes.
2: Holly Rowe was there on the sidelines, ESPN reporter, also a winner of the Kurt Gowdy Award for uh, Outstanding Reporting. And she was there on the sidelines for uh, the entire weekend with women's college basketball. And Holly, kind enough to join us from Los Angeles, where she just landed. How would you describe the last month for the sport of women's basketball?
6: The last month of women's basketball has been transcendent and electrifying and really good basketball i have been very lucky to be on the caitlin clark train i've been doing games at iowa i did her buzzer beater she hit with 1.5 seconds left to win a game against indiana three weeks ago and then i did her sweet 16 elite eight all the way up to the final four watching her beat south carolina and then dropped 30 in a loss last night and it's just been I I just haven't seen anything like it. I've been covering women's basketball for 30 years. I have seen all of the contemporary greats. And I was with Diana Tarazi and Sue Bird yesterday and, and they're even impressed. So that should tell you something. But it's been really cool. And then the story of LSU, this is the most improbable national championship you've ever seen in your life. They had one player on the roster this summer. These are all transfers. And they won the national championship. So it, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been really cool.
2: I wonder what the reaction would have been if you gave Caitlin Clark the most outstanding player for the Final Four.
6: Yeah, I think that has happened before. We have had a most outstanding player on a losing team. Um, you know, the, the world would have gone crazy because they think she gets too much star treatment. Right. I, I would argue she's earned it. She set the record. most most points ever scored in the ncaa tournament she's broken every record i think her play on productivity deserves it um but i i see why they didn't i totally get it and angel reese is a phenomenal young woman i can't sing her praises enough she actually came and shadowed me during college football this year because she wants to do what I do, and she was so good on the sidelines. She was pointing out things. She knew the game. She had several observations that were important to my work. And so, Angel Reese is a deserving most outstanding player, and she is a phenomenal young woman.
2: Yeah, I I, I love that women women's basketball got the uh, the big stage, and in, in some ways overstaged the men's tournament because you had some really good teams, storylines, Caitlin Clark, but. I don't want the takeaway to be Angel Reese holding up a ring finger to Caitlin Clark, but it feels like that's going to be more than just a footnote here, Holly.
6: Yeah. I'm really frustrated by this. Um, This is such a distraction. And I was, you know, obviously going through social media last night and I have a question for you. I, I really am genuinely interested in this because it seemed like the people that had the biggest problem, with the trash talking and, and the backstory is Caitlin did this in their last round. Now she didn't do it in somebody's face. She did the John Cena. You can't see me. Everybody thought it was hilarious. John Cena tweeted at her. Um, Angels was a little more in Caitlin's face. I get that. But why are older men so offended by this? I, I really want to know.
2: Well, they probably tuned in for the first time. They probably thought, oh, gosh, let me see. Oh, there's this little white girl, and she's acting like Pete Maravich and Steph Curry, and wow, she's incredible. And not realizing that she is very demonstrative on the floor. You know, she's always going to the crowd, I can't hear you, or holding up a three, and, and she waved off the South Carolina uh, girl on the uh, on the perimeter. It It felt like Angel was saying, you know what? Enough. We deserve credit. You got, you were over covered. They can't be mad at Caitlin Clark from the standpoint of she brought eyeballs, but I think I thought I, my feeling was LSU and South Carolina were bothered by the over coverage of Caitlin Clark. Therefore people didn't focus on these women on these teams in their yeah. minds. That was the feeling yeah, I had. That's,
6: that's what people feel in their minds i'll tell you this i personally i I flew overnight red eye slept in the airport on the floor to get to baton rouge to do a feature on angel reese january 24th Um, i have flown to st thomas to personally do a feature on Aaliyah boston like we we have covered everybody but some for some reason people get that idea that that these other women don't deserve coverage. And that bothers me because her productivity on the court demands the coverage she received, period. Well, then we,
2: we misconstrue, and this is the feeling I got when I, and I don't go on social media, but when it's sent to me, then I'll read, but sportsmanship and gamesmanship that all of a sudden, uh, it felt like Angel Reese needed to show sportsmanship Whereas it it was okay for Caitlin Clark to have gamesmanship that, that she could be more taunting with you a little bit, or, you know, she has fun and I have no problem with any of this stuff. If I was disappointed that Angel used that moment, you just won the national title. Use that moment with your team. Don't, don't do it for that. You got the ultimate scoreboard there, but it felt like she was tracking her down to put it in her face. And Caitlin Clark, to her credit, just said, okay, Look, you had your day. I'm not going to acknowledge, yeah. but how do we not open up next season with LSU in Iowa and have a doubleheader with a men's game in a neutral site? Holly,
6: it's it, that's the best idea you've had. It's a great idea. Here, here's what: there's a couple of layers to this conversation that I think are important. Number one, if this happened in a men's game, would we even be talking about it?
2: uh we might depending on who it is but we don't have stars it might stars. have been a funny
6: meme it would have been a throwaway it yeah. wouldn't have been a hashtag but we don't have stars in trending. the men's
2: game holly
6: yeah it's interesting you know patrick patrick beverly does a lot of stuff um dray migni all these guys do a lot of stuff and we don't call them classless all the time maybe sometimes But so it bothers me that I think we demand a certain behavior by gender, one. Um, Number two, for some reason, I think that we are only allowing Black women to behave a certain way. That's not right. And Caitlin Clark in her last game just told her opponent, that's a friend of hers, you're down by 15. Shut up. We caught it on camera. That became a meme on the internet. So I have no problem with these young women talking trash to each other. That's sports for the End of time. You know, both of these women, both Caitlin and Angel, grew up playing on boys' teams. They were both MVPs of two separate boys' teams. Angel was an (laughs) MVP of her boys' team with her brother that played on it, who now plays for Maryland. These women grew up playing with and against the boys. So I have no problem with their behavior. I really don't do I wish Angel hadn't done it in that particular moment so that that became the story? Yeah, maybe because I don't want this to detract. She is incredible. She has taken this team from absolutely nothing and dragged them to a national championship. She's the one on the court. Do this, try harder. She is the most demanding in your face, demanding accountability. Angel Reese, won this national championship by sheer will and force and skill. That's what I want us to be talking about because I freaking love her.
2: They should do, maybe she does a Kay's Jewelry commercial where she's pointing at the finger and then they go to Caitlin Clark and she's going, are you still doing that? Like you could do, you could have some NIL money coming in.
6: And I promise you, Caitlin talks so much trash. Like she really does not in a negative way. She's funny. I mean, She's so competitive. Um, I, I don't I promise you, Caitlin Clark has no problem with this. Uh, you know, maybe the moment maybe she's disappointed about the loss today. Yep. But the one person who's not going to be on social media like woe is me is Caitlin Clark because she totally gets it.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I said when I started the show, if you think this is about race, then it's about you. It's about the person who is consuming this. If you see, like, I didn't go, oh, you know, a a black girl can't act that way. But I just, I didn't get caught up in. uh, The only thing I thought was when you win, celebrate with your teammates. Don't make it about you and Caitlin Clark. Use the moment for the team because that's, that's who won. Her team won that championship, not her. Without without the bench that outscored Iowa thirty to eight, Holly, they're not winning this I national agree. championship. Take the moment yeah, to celebrate. I don't
6: agree with that. Use the moment in in that way. Um, I will say this: Angel's hilarious, and and this just kind of goes with her. Like if you really know her, this goes with her personality. Like I don't know if you guys are up on this, but she has a crown with her on the bench. Like a certified gold crown, it's heavy, I've worn it on my head, it sits on the bench, and when she's introduced for warmups, they put the crown on her head. And you know, I said to Kim Mulkey two days ago, I'm like, are you okay with the whole celebrate? Like, how have you had Angel be herself in this big personality? And she's like, I have no problem with it. Angel performs, she's my best leader, she's a great student, I have no problem with it. I want her to have a personality. And you heard Kim in the post-game interview with me last night say, I played with a lot of big personalities and I've always believed to win. You have to let the big personalities be who they are. And that's what you saw in that team. That's why they won Alexis Morris. She was exactly who she is. Angel, exactly who she is. Um, and, And that's the beauty of it. So i You know if the coach is willing to let the players be who they are and celebrate it sure then let's have the public you know like let's let them have fun
2: did you have a celebrity experience on your flight to los angeles
6: yes i had to share this because this just happened so i'm i'm here in a hotel with my friend uh marie taylor we're gonna hang out today in la on a a little day off girls excursion and we want to sit by each other on our flight So we asked this very nice gentleman that's sitting next to Maria, do you mind moving? Could you please move? And he gets up, he moves all of his luggage, you know, it's a whole thing. So, so nice. So we get off the flight, we're walking out and the woman in front of us says, Do you all realize you just made Johnny Gill from New Edition Move Seats? (laughs) So we're mortified. We would like to say thank you to um, Mr. Gill. We will be purchasing tickets to his show this Saturday night in L.A., and we're very sorry.
2: That's awesome. It
6: it was very funny. It was very funny.
2: It's great to see you. Uh,
6: Thank you for having me, and thanks for talking about women's basketball. Everybody has been so great, so supportive. Keep tuning in. It is just absolutely thrilling. And let's right get now. a
2: doubleheader, men's, women's, and, and you know, ESPN runs college basketball. You can go to Jimmy Picharo.
6: If you don't think I'm texting the program people I, I, this I, again, I'm on and it. And
2: I would have the women's game be the nightcap.
6: Yeah. How, would you come and do your show from there if I can pull this off?
2: Well, where are we going to do it at some remote area some exotic area or New, i mean if i
6: location probably
2: am i Let gonna me get do... some
6: details let's circle back okay but this is your baby and you know w- would love to have you but,
2: holly thank you and uh thanks, it's yes. great seeing you
6: thank you thanks for having me
1: it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff